It's Friday. It's June. Let's have a little fun, shall we? Damon Williams is the Lionel Messi of this 2024 Ole Miss signing class. I'll explain. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're, in fact, free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, give us a subscribe there. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Damon Williams is the Lionel Messi of this 2024 signing class. Why? Well, let's start with the stature that he has. He's He is a height-challenged player, much like Lionel. He's always having to fight against that measurable that's up there. Whenever people talk about Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, there's there's a definite stature difference um, whether you choose one or the other. In Arizona this year, it's kind of similar. You have Damon Williams and you have Dylan Riola. Last year, Damon Williams beat Dylan Riola twice. Took that advantage in a similar to Messi and Ronaldo type situation. So you have an undersized player, a player that is successful on whenever the game is actually being played. And now let's look at physical attributes. Damon Williams is an 11.1 second runner in the 100 meters. I think he's a little around 20, 21 seconds in 200 meters. An excellent track prospect. If you look at his huddle video, you can see that speed in there. But he's also an exceptional passer. He's very toolsy, despite his smaller frame. He's also an absolutely electric player. If you look at his video, it always it just draws your eyes. And this is where the you know the comparisons kind of go. Now, is it a little bit of a stretch whenever you're comparing the best player in the world and maybe in the history of soccer with a 17-year-old high school player? Yes, but this is Friday, this is June, and we're talking specifically about Ole Miss's signing class. We're not talking about anything larger than that, just inside of Ole Miss's signing class. Now, when Ole Miss committed um, Damon Williams, it was real similar to MLS signing Lionel Messi, and that it was going to bring a little bit of attention to their product. It's going to cause other players to jump in the ship. It's going to make your recruiting for Ole Miss expand, go higher than it was going. And I think this is indisputable at this point. Right now, let's look at this, and we're going to bring this up. And, you know, here's the commitment graphic from back in December. And I think he was the second or third for um, commit that Ole Miss got in the 2024 class about a year ahead of time. I think it was December 22nd or something like that. So his recruiting, he's been absolutely a machine recruiting. And even though players like J.J. Harrell and Real White had committed to Tennessee and Arkansas respectively, all of a sudden it's gotten a little bit wobbly with Real White going out to the Elite 11 with Damon Williams. We'll talk about that in just a second. But also players like J.J. Harrell um, decommitting from Tennessee and all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of on the radar of Ole Miss. So we'll see exactly what happens there. But anytime that a player gets mentioned amongst Ole Miss, you can see DeMond Williams 
absolutely trying to be public, a public face and out there. And I believe his DMs are open. So these players, he can retweet these. They reach out to him, and he probably starts his recruiting spill as well. An excellent recruiter for Ole Miss football. Now, the other thing is he's actually just really good, okay? If you look at the Elite 11 finalists, here you go. You got two players from Arizona. We talked about Dylan Riola. Now, Damon Williams is on that list as well. You can see what's happened. There's some big name, big schools that are on there. Um, kind of funny almost that there's a Nebraska school on there, but whatever. Um, but even, you know, DJ Lagway, um, Damon Williams, Air Nolan, um, Julian Sayan. Dylan Raoli, all of those are really big name players. And, and, and if DeMond gets inside that first 11, if he finishes about half if, you know, in this list and gets in the Elite 11, that's an accomplishment that he can lean on moving forward. Like I said, I really like this. This is a truly electric player. He made the Elite 11 despite the fact that his game is not suited for a camp setting. He is a person that when actual football is played is when the electricity shows not necessarily in a camp setting. He has the athletic ability and all the skills to do it, but whenever it's 11-on-11 11 11 and real football is played, he has a chance to really, really shine. So that's going to be really interesting as well. So this recruiting class for Ole Miss, I expect to get better and better as we move on to the next couple of stages, especially in the wide receiver game. He is good friends with Caleb Oldham, who is considering Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Alabama. You have Nareel White, who obviously will be out at the Elite 11 with him for a few days next week. Um, J.J. Harrell, who's pretty constantly around Ole Miss's football program. I'm sure he's also doing work on Camarion Franklin and Jamonte Waller. He's doing the stuff that a quarterback needs to do, and he's doing it at an extremely high level. So, to wrap all of this up, and why I do believe that of this 2024 recruiting class, Damon Williams is Ole Miss's Lionel Messi. He is a Pied Piper of sorts for recruits coming in. He's going to provide electricity that um, can put people in the seats. He is a really, really good player despite his short stature, and he's absolutely electric. Um, and that is my opinion of this signing class. And I, like I said, I obviously think very highly of Damon. Anyway, this show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Yes, um, I wear Bird Dogs every day. Um, many people have known my story. I have to walk every day three times a day or I get a little bit wobbly. Whenever you're walking, it gets to be important because, well, honestly, um, walking in uncomfortable shoes can be difficult on the body. They're a self-teaching tool. Stretchy fabric liner on bird dog shorts is the most comfortable shorts you'll ever wear. And if you walk as much as I do, you will see and you'll be very appreciative of what they do. They're stylish. They look like khakis. It's just, it's just really, really good stuff. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. It's all one word, Locked On College. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you, and I guarantee if you get them, you will be in our in my comments talking about it. So check them out, birddogs.com slash College. You'll thank me later. 
Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, Brian Smith. We will talk about some of the officials that are coming in. We'll talk about some of the Austin Simmons stuff. We have all of that on tomorrow's show as well with Brian Smith. So tune in for that. All right. Official visits and camp season is happening now. I want to talk about a couple of visitors that are on campus this weekend. One of them is Anthony Robinson. Um, he is a defensive back out of Louisiana. He is a heavy Louisiana thing. You can see that Anthony retweeted this thing where they talked about a possible commitment by Zach Barry of 24 uh, on three Ole Miss Spirit. Um, he actually retweeted that. He's on his official visit. He's probably really excited to be up here. He is a really good player. I've heard people describe him as an excellent alley player. Would be a really good box safety. So he might be a Husky candidate or a strong safety type candidate as somebody that can fill that role, which is safety-wise, that's kind of the roles that we see a good bit of right now. It, It just kind of is what it is. So if Ole Miss can land him, they're in really good shape. But I, I, I want to talk about that. He, I think he has an RPM prediction from Sam Spiegelman in right now. So we're probably on commit watch for the next couple of days for him. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying we should probably expect something to happen fairly soon. But as I was researching him and looking at him, this other player that's on official visit um, caught my eye a little bit. His name is Andy Jaff or Jaffe, the last name I'm not entirely sure of. He is a low to mid-level three-star from Clearwater, Florida. Six foot one, 185. You can see how he ranks in the state. He's not even on national ranks of of those sites. And it's interesting. It's just really interesting. And I'm doing this intentionally. I'm going to show you the profile. I'm going to show you his offers. Then I'm going to show you his film. And that is something, that is what got my attention. So his offers that he has right now, he has an offer from Wake and he's currently committed. He has an offer from Duke, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Arkansas State, and Boston College. He does not have offers yet from Notre Dame or Ole Miss. He's being currently recruited by West Neighbors. So all fun and games, everything right now. So this is what you need to know about Andy Jaff. This kid is a fluid, super athlete. He, I think he is going to be a free safety at the next level, and I think he's going to be a really good one. He plays football at a, at a speed that other players don't play at, and I'm not exactly sure about why he's rated as low as it is. Maybe it's quality of competition, although Clearwater, Florida, I just don't see how the competition is that bad. We're going to talk to Brian Smith about this coming up. But if you look at the way he moves and the way he sits, he's a true free safety. He, he is that A.J. Finley type player that's kind of a super athlete that can sit back and cover ground. He is quick. He understands what's going on. He attacks the run. It, it, I'm telling you, this is an interesting thing. I think Andy followed me on Twitter um, shortly after I followed him. He might not have any idea who I am. But that tells me he's interested in this official visit, and he's probably waiting and hoping to get an offer. 
And if he gets one, I would I would expect that Ole Miss can be on commit watch pretty much immediately. But th- this player, this is a good good football player. He has the attributes that you look for. And in Florida, look if you look at the speed that he runs this back down, it, it's fairly impressive. So it would be interesting to see him line up and play an SEC schedule um, right now at Ole Miss and to line up against S- Ole Miss SEC players, Ole Miss players, and would he be able to get on the field against them? That is probably the question. I, I think he would. He has the fluidity of movement that you look for. I'm telling you, this, this is a good football player and a prospect potentially for a free safety type position. And I do think um, you're going to see Ole Miss run a bunch of man-free defense moving forward. And part of that is you need a free safety that can cover ground. Right now, they're recruiting cornerbacks, and they're going to put a cornerback back at free safety because that need that ground covered. But they eventually need to recruit somebody that can actually do the things that you are hoping they can do. It's six foot, 180, good size, probably needs to put on a little bit of weight. He'll probably be a redshirt candidate if he goes to Ole Miss his first year. But he has a chance to put that weight on and be a really, really good football player moving forward. Um, I, I like him. There's probably two or three other official visits this weekend. We'll keep an eye on that. But those are the two that I'm looking at as – potential commit slash flips um, that Ole Miss can have this weekend. Uh, it's like, I, I just really like that Andy Jaff player. I, I just really do. Anyway, coming up next, Tom Vanderford. He's going to talk Ole Miss sports. It's come by. It's the end of the week. Anyway, stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Upvote comment, all of that stuff. We'd appreciate it. Also, join the subtext community. The link is down in the description. It is $4.99 per month. It's not much, but it's something. Anyway, I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. Tom, I think today we're going to talk Phil Steele a little bit. How about that? That sounds great, man. Yeah, it, I'm going to bring this up right here. This is his projector of starters on offense, okay? He's projecting Jackson Dart to win the job, and obviously Quinshawn, who's the best running back in the country, Zachary Franklin and Trey Harris at wide receiver, Jordan Watkins at slot, Caden Priestcorn over Michael Trigg at tight end, Micah Pettis at tackle, Jeremy James at guard, Caleb Bourne at center, Victor Kern at guard, and Jaden Williams. So what do you think about that, Tom? Oh, I, th- I think that's spot on. I'm just proud that we've got depth on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that we've got depth in the receiver core. We've got two really good running backs. I'm going to say that Bentley would, would start at multiple other SEC schools if he was there. I think Reese Cano's awesome. I do also expect Jackson Dart to win the job. But it's nice to have the two people behind him that we have. I've never seen this much depth in my lifetime at Ole Miss, and I'm I'll be fifty eight in February. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it, 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 it's quite impressive. And if you look at the offensive line, it, this this offense has nine starters returning, Letterman returning, and exactly. When, 
Yeah, when you replace the players that left, because Mingo left and got drafted in the second round. Good player. I'm not saying he's not. Malik Heath is in camp with the Packers. To replace those with all-conference USA wide receivers, including an All-American in Zachary Franklin, this offense has a chance to be pretty unbelievably explosive. And then if you look at Jordan Watkins, just look over there what 12 personnels could be like. And Michael Trigg could play that position. And this offense oh, could yeah. be very, very special. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I am extremely excited about our offense. I think it's going to be very good. Uh, I expect the same, maybe not the same jump from year one to year two that we got from Matt Corral from Jackson Dart, but pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. Uh, I think uh, Zakari uh, helps us with our over the middle passing, hopefully, uh, as well as as well as of course you know Jordan Watkins. But we have we have others uh, in our receiver rotation too that I expect to see. So if we get to start running real fast, uh, you know, like Hugh used to call it years ago, basketball and grass, we've got enough depth to do that. Yeah, you almost all need to have, have that now. Yeah, and we also have enough enough depth on defense to play against teams like those Auburns and other teams that that are going to run the uh, up tempo offenses. I, I don't think people understand. Uh, you know, Phil Steele's uh, defense uh, starters looked well, good as well, um, and and you can see it there. But we have so much depth on defense. I mean, yeah, Cedric Johnson's uh, the strong defensive end. And, you know, we got Pegues at nose guard. We got the kid from North Carolina State at tackle, uh, if this is correct. Ukwu, of course, uh, at the jack. And he has Coleman and Montgomery in there. Got to remember, we also have Gene Baptiste. And we also have uh, my buddy Ashanti. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've got a lot going on there. We've got tons of cornerbacks. And we, we I think we're in pretty good shape at safety. The, the kid that uh, transferred from Miami of Ohio, mm -hmm. they moved him to safety. We've got the Groves kid who's a redshirt freshman at safety. So we, we've got a little bit of depth there. Now, of course, the two that he's showing, Young and Tennyson, are the most experienced uh, safeties that we have. But it, we, we, we are extremely deep. Of course, unfortunately, uh, most of the rest of the SEC is in the same spot. Yeah, and um, if you – I'll just say this. Defensive end, Cedric Johnson. Nose guard, Joshua Harris. Defensive tackle, three technique, J.J. Pegues. Jack Isaac Ukwu. Weak side linebacker, Kari Coleman. Middle linebacker, Monty Montgomery. Star, Justin Hodges. Cornerback, Zachary Walton. Um, cornerback, DeAndre Prince. Strong safety, Ishim Young. Free safety, Ladarius Tennyson. That's who he's projecting on the defensive side of the ball. Now, the interesting thing to me is on defensive end, you have Jared Ivey that's still out there. 
nose guard, you have Xavion Harris um, or Stephon Wynn. Um, defensive tackle, you have J.J. Pegues, um, Akella Stone, those guys. You can see what this is going. There's, there's options. Um, Jack, you do have, it looks like D.J. Holmes, he was listed in that preview. Um, the weak side linebacker behind Kerry Coleman, Kari Coleman, is Suntarian Perkins. Middle linebackers like Ashanti Seastrunk, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. You know, and then at defensive back, you have all these players. You have like um, Jaden Kennedy. You have um, the kid from Liberty. You have so many players that they have recruited that were true cornerbacks. Um, John Saunders, who they moved to free safety, who I honestly think will be the starting free safety by the time we kick off against um, Mercer. But if you just look at this defense, they're, they're, they can go a long way. They can, they can do a lot. I completely agree. And don't, don't forget the, uh, the defensive back, and his name escapes me. I, I apologize from uh, the, the Texas school. I, I, I think it was Texas State maybe. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, he is committed to us as well. Oh, um, Deshaun Gaddis. He's from North Texas. Yeah. 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 Gaddy, not Gaddis. Um, yeah. yeah. I think Phil still had him as a backup playing slot corner. Hey, that, that's cool with me. Yeah. I mean, I have faith in I've, – I've always had faith in Lane Kiffin. Uh, but I have more faith in Pete Golding than I did last year. Uh, nothing against Partridge. I wish him well. He's a good recruiter, but Golding's got the experience and he's got recruiting chops that, in my opinion, are better than Partridge. Hmm. I think he's proved that in the short time he's been at Ole Miss. So I'm very, very happy about our coaching staff, and I think that goes a long way in the SEC. Well, for the Phil uh, Steele – Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, from the field oh, still. Uh, the thing that I've noticed with 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 the this team versus Ole Miss teams of the past years ago, uh, you know, our starting twenty two could compete with many SEC teams, but if one guy got hurt, that second option was was uh, quite a drop in a lot of cases. You know. So, I think back when the Romero Miller got hurt, uh, and we had to start a walk-on quarterback, David Morris, in the Egg Bowl, and uh, God and everybody knew we were just going to keep handing the ball off to Deuce. And you know, we we have options now. We have depth now. We it's uh it's it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, if you look at surprises from the um, starters reveal from Pip, Phil Steele, what he was saying, wh what are some surprises that you noticed? Well, Kernick guard hmm. kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, I, you know, I didn't see him in the spring at all. I'm assuming maybe he was rehabbing an injury. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we've got the backup, uh, the kid from UAB, is a backup guard, so that's that's good. Um, I, I wasn't expecting him. I wasn't expecting 
uh, Jeremy James at guard, even though I'm glad to see him out there. You know, he, he played tackle for us for many years, but I think the two young uh, uh, studs at tackle have just, just passed him. You know, both those guys were freshmen last year, and they showed out. So I expect them to just only get better. Uh, Priest Corn did not uh, surprise me at all. Because if we watched the games last year that Trigg was in, Trigg can catch passes. Trigg can get up. Trigg has athletic ability. Uh, last year, Trigg could not block well. Uh, hopefully, he's worked on that. But like you said, he's a big target. Put him in the slot. Good things could happen there as well. But we need that tight end that can block and that can get in behind the linebackers and we needed that part of our offense, and I, I like that. Um, they, you know, it. I really don't have any surprises on offense. Uh, on defense, I, I am surprised that, and nothing against these guys because they're they're seasoned people, but I'm surprised that our two safeties. Uh, as far as he thinks, are Aishim Young and Tennyson, I, Ladarius Tennyson. I love both those kids. I think they're good. But I'm kind of like you. The guy from the guy from Miami of Ohio, uh, if you watch the spring game, hey, he's a ball hawk, and he's a big body, and I think he's going to play. I really do. Um, so, you know, you have that, and – He's got a lot of height. The other two guys, they were basically box safety types in the old defense, and uh, they're not super tall. They're not super lean. Uh, they're just built differently. Um, so I, I look at seeing them play a lot because of their experience, but I, I, think, uh, I think you may see two totally different people start at safety than Phil has. That's just my opinion. All right. Um, today we decided to have a little bit of fun on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and we I I called Demon Williams the Lionel Messi of the 2024 Ole Miss recruiting class. Now I don't know how versed you are in soccer, and this is kind of putting you on the spot. But do you know who Lionel Messi is? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're, I think you're spot on too. <laughs> I, I don't think people understand just how good this kid is. <laughs> And yeah. I, he, he's a, he's a superstar. You know, I don't want to get into comparisons, you know, and say stuff like Kyler Murray or whatever, but the kid is good. And I just hope we can hold on to him because there are other people that are going to come after his senior year with the big bucks and try to try to sway him. So, if you're listening out there and you haven't joined the Grove Collective NIL, please do so. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And um, seriously, if any Ole Miss player is watching this and deciding which um, all-star game to go to, go to the one in Orlando. I'm going to be there. Um, so, please. That'll make that that's the, good as well. Under Armour? In the yeah, Under Armour in Orlando? That's the yeah. Under Armour game. I, I enjoy going to that game. I get to see some old friends okay. that I 
used to know back from my former life. Okay, good deal. Good deal. So, thanks you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, Brian Smith will be coming on to talk about recruiting. Um, get all caught up on all the stuff that's going on with Austin Simmons and stuff like that. So, we'll have him tomorrow morning on the show. Um, but, Tom, thank you very much for stopping by, and we'll see you next time, bud. Hey, thanks, buddy. Hotty toddy, everybody. Hotty toddy.